Hello and welcome to the Stool Pigeons. I'm Harrison Davenport. Harrison, we have breaking news this evening, don't we? Uh, who who is speaking? Who is speaking to me? I believe you did not do your part of the intro, but it seems we're just botching. I'm going to go by anonymous for this one because the news is just so earth shattering for a lot of our listeners out there. I can't even get my full name. I'm very scared that, you know, I'll be hunted down by the deep state. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So this is an anonymous source who has uh, joined our podcast. Okay, anonymous source, please tell me uh, what you have. Well, I asked you, bitch. <laughs> what did you ask me? It doesn't matter. Anyway, breaking news. Harrison doesn't do any work on the show. We were about to start the podcast. We were pretty psyched. We had a segment bullet pointed out for you guys because Mark on the Green, the great writer and obscure figure, uh, Enigma and Maverick on Reddit. He shouted us out on his Reddit page and we were we were trying to get our first interview. And well, something shocking happened. Harrison, why don't you tell us about it? So we were on there and Jack gave me a call and he said, I can't find that post on Mark on the Green's page. And I got on there, couldn't find it. And then we discovered that Mark on the Green has moved to Patreon. He seems to be under the impression that we have made a lot of money from his excellent stories. And that would be a falsehood because YouTube continues to fuck us. We've talked about that in other podcasts. Refer back to that for any information on the various ways that YouTube has fucked us. If anything, the reason we're not monetized on YouTube is because of his stories. That is literally the reason we're not monetized and have a community guideline strike because we were reading the content that we credited him with. Yeah, I believe uh, I said on the last podcast where we had a 20 minute to 25 minute mark on the green segment, he is both a blessing and a curse, which has continued to prove to be true. But I had already planned out to have like a green screen and this is going to be like a Sean Hannity Trump interview. This is going to be the most softball of softball questions for him. And I guess as a gesture of goodwill, because we haven't heard back from Mark on the Green, you all can check his Patreon page out. It is patreon.com slash Mark on the Green, just as a gesture of goodwill to put it out there. Yeah, we're trying to extend an olive branch to Mark on the Green because our intentions with him were never bad or harbored any kind of ill will against him. We just thought he was a pretty interesting guy. And he was also somebody that we were fascinated with in terms of his popularity on Reddit and other uh, social media accounts where he has a pretty vigorous following. And so we uh, would like to extend an olive branch to him. And if he comes on the show, we'll promote his Patreon, we'll promote his Reddit. It uh, will promote his general lifestyle, which we agree with. We'll even read an ad spot for the dentist business. Yeah, I think it's Dick Dentist Incorporated. I could be wrong about that. It's been a while since I've read that story. I mean, I would also like to add as well with our first interview, we were going to use it on Mark on the Green. I mean, we had it down between him and our space. You know, our space is about 25,000 subs on YouTube, but we decided to go with the obscure choice of Mark on the Green. 
also we had a long discussion about like, well, is our space, if we ask him a lot of tricky come questions, is he going to nail it on the first try or are we going to have to do a lot of retakes? And we both decided that, yeah, okay, the come guy is going to be Mark on the green. Our space has a lot of other good uh, information. It just doesn't happen to be about come. We also have several questions about jacking off behind dumpsters that we thought our space would not be qualified to answer either. From what I hear, our space is only jacked off behind dumpsters maybe one time, and that's that's allegedly. And he did it in sweatpants and tennis shoes. So anyway, I guess we should summarize this. Mark, feel free to come on. Jack has messaged you, so feel free to respond to that message. And if you have any demands, reasonable demands, uh, such as us giving you maybe a shout out on a YouTube video, because uh, we can't include your links because we would also receive a community guideline strike. That was one of the things that actually did come up for us. But we would be willing to uh, throw you another olive branch within reason. This is going to be the type of interview that Trump gets on Fox News. It's going to be very light. It's going to be very cordial. It's going to be very family friendly. Well, not family friendly in the literal sense, but in another type of sense. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, Jack, I guess I can talk about some more bullshit that's going on in my life. So I live in a condo uh, in a in a large city. And the people who live in my building are really fucking old. I mean, they're just dinosaurs, complete relics. If COVID would have gotten in my building, they all would have died. So now I've lived here for three and a half years, never had any issues with anyone. And my dog that doesn't bother anyone ever, and he actually likes the other dogs that live here, we play with a football outside and there is this old woman on the first floor who has been taking photos of us throwing the football, which is weird in and of itself that she would take the time to do that. But not only is she doing that, she is then submitting those through the online portal that we have for our homeowners association. I got an official warning and next time I'll be fined a hundred dollars. And this other girl who is my age, who has another good dog who literally doesn't do anything. Uh, she actually got fined a hundred dollars and her dog doesn't even run anywhere. He just sits beside her while she reads in the chair and they deem that off leash. Okay, well, that was very interesting. Now, the thing that we were really interested in is solutions to this problem. Ooh, solutions. So I know who it is because the lady's so fucking stupid that, I mean, you can basically trace where the camera's at. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, it's hang easy. Hang on to a second. We were talking about remedies. Oh, like no. Spray paint. <laughs> Oh, I know. No, I, I'm with you on that. I was getting to this. So, I mean, I know who it is. I know where she lives because we live in a condo. Like, I guess that wasn't thought through very well. And then I also know where she parks. You should just sleep with her husband. She doesn't have a husband, from what I can tell. She. Good God, just, a woman who's not married? Now, she, that's already a problem. I can't believe they let those kind of people on the board. Yeah, she's just this old lady. She hasn't even lived here that long, but she's just a total brown noser. Okay, so apparently the best sabotage for cars is not paint. Paint is fairly easy to get off. The ultimate revenge is Jolly Ranchers. Suck on Jolly Ranchers, put them to her windshield, almost impossible to get off. 
really just because of the sugar like it just you can't get them off I can't remember, but I looked at somebody who was uh, talking about various types of revenge and uh, their suggestion was actually, they're like, oh no, spray paint. Uh, yeah, I can definitely get that off. They're like Jolly Ranchers. If you suck on a whole bunch of them, like, you know, a big bag and just stick them everywhere to the car, completely destroys the car, it causes way more damage. Yeah, well, I was thinking about going into a sketchier part of town and employing some people for, you know, like, maybe a couple hundred bucks to just come in and have free reign on it. Whenever she's in the elevator, say your niceties with her and then just give her a slight little pinch of fentanyl. Oh, (laughs) that would be good. Just bake her a cake, just fill it with fentanyl. Yeah. And then you can be like, oh my God, I didn't know that she was a strung out junkie. I would have never thought that. Yeah, I guess we uh, also have to say this bullshit. Of course, we're uh, joking about these things. We would never do property damage or anything else. But anyway, keep going. I just have to put that bullshit in there. Dude, my uh, favorite uh, property damage to a car story, actually one of the worst like in most frightening evenings was when I was with a pretty close friend from elementary uh, school that, you know, we started hanging out a little bit uh, whenever I got back from college. And uh, for whatever reason, we got into a car with a guy named Spider. Now, Spider was a very unstable fellow. He uh, had a two-seater car and he was driving about 85 in a 20 mile an hour zone. And he just started bashing the hell out of a windshield. It was very frightening, mostly because because he had drugs, and he also had a warrant out for his arrest. (laughs) Yeah, that does not seem like a good idea. So you're in a two-seater with a person named Spider and a friend, and he just stops at a random car after speeding down a road and bashes it in? Yeah, and that's when the police station was about one mile away, at least the campus police station. And when I say two-seater, I don't actually mean two-seater. We were actually standing like in the median thing because his entire car was filled with trash all the way around. So you couldn't even put on the seatbelt if you wanted to. I just wonder how you get the nickname Spider. I don't know. He hung out with a lot of, uh, well, I guess what you would call degenerate felons. (laughs) He probably just had a spider tattoo. It was probably something that simple. Dude, he probably just lived in a house where lots of spiders lived and it just bit the shit out of him. It was just covered in brown recluse bites and he didn't have insurance, so he couldn't go to the hospital. Yeah, that's probably also true. That could definitely be it. Anyway, let me talk about my much more interesting story of things that pissed me off. Number one, people that are shooting off fireworks on June the 5th. Yeah, so Jack has this thing against fireworks, which is very reasonable because his dog gets frightened whenever the uh, the fireworks are shot. You know, look, I know we've seen a lot of the videos where some asshole calls the cops and they kill one of the people whenever they show up on the scene. Have I done that before? Have I done that a couple times over the last three years? Have I called the cops and said, hey, I think somebody has a gun. I think, hey, somebody else is uh, about to start a fire. They're shooting fireworks at the house. Have I done that? For legal reasons, I'm going to say no. But yes, I've absolutely done that. Now, was I worried that the cops were going to shoot just an innocent person? No, I absolutely was not. It's one of the things that if I was dictator for a year or two, uh, fireworks would be a death sentence for sure. I agree. I don't really understand the obsession with fireworks. They're just really expensive. 
I mean, you're better off just going and buying drugs. Well, anything, actually, lottery tickets would even be better because all you're doing is just inhaling toxic fumes because all the different like light variations are, I can't remember like whatever, like heavy, like chemicals or whatever that, that causes them to light up because people in India every year get sick from like a rare disease whenever they shoot uh, fireworks. That would suck though. Could you imagine living in India and you just like, you don't even have indoor plumbing. And then the thing that takes you out is fireworks, inhaling firework dust. Yeah, but the thing about East Asian people is it's kind of like the Chinese, you know, how they can withstand like eating bat sandwiches. Indians have a pretty strong immune system. One of the things that they have on their nutrition pyramid is they have something like 500 milligrams of pure trash in their diet. And that's why they're like so skinny and look, you know, have that kind of lean look to them. Yeah, the whole taking dumps out in the open, though, is still something I find kind of strange. And our Indian listeners can email us and tell us how off we are if we're just, uh, you know, lumping a lot of people together. But even if we were just lumping a minority of people together, it would still be like 500 million. Yeah, it'd be like uh, 5% of the world's population or something like that. And you can email us at uh, gayrickgrimes.com. <laughs> Yeah, we're we should own the domain or uh, markonthegreen.com. Anyway, uh, let's transition to another interesting story that's less interesting than Mark on the Green, which is Jeff Bezos is going to outer space. Next week, he's going into orbit with his brother and someone that gets the highest bid to set in one of the seats. So there was an accompanying uh, piece in the Atlantic this week by Franklin Four, who definitely had a pretty rough time waking up in the morning with pretty uh, sore throat from all the deep throating he did on this Jeff Bezos profile. I saw that the New York Times had a piece today that came out that was talking about how uh, billionaires don't pay any taxes. I mean, is this fucking news to anyone? I'm sorry to get you distracted. Jeff Bezos was in that piece that was like, Jeff Bezos did not pay anything in taxes and neither did Elon Musk. Well, it's because they've cut the budget for the IRS, so they don't have the manpower to do any of the more sophisticated audits for offshore accounts or different like trusts and other kind of tax dodging maneuvers. So I think they go after the poorest people in the country, which is also not surprising. Well, they tax income as well and not wealth is what they were talking about. I was talking about uh, IRS audits, though. No, I I understand. I know they don't pay. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Their piece was primarily concerned with how Biden was too weak to do a wealth tax, though. I I shouldn't have even brought that up. So let's get back to what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about uh, Jeff Bezos taking uh, his uh, flight into outer. This is his the first man mission for the Blue Origin, like his company. Man, I am really hoping that plane explodes, aren't you? Dude, you know, Mackenzie Bezos is she's going to be one of the technicians with like a mustache. She already got her cut, man. I don't know what she really has to worry about at this point. Yeah, but she's only worth fifty billion. She could be worth like over two hundred billion. Fifty six point seven is what I'm saying for her net worth. 
okay, so here's the thing about Jeff Bezos. Like the only thing that he's cared about since childhood and like his lifelong adult obsession was Star Trek. So he doesn't really see Amazon or any of the other ventures that he's invested in or any of the other businesses that he's operated. He really sees the Blue Origin Space Company as the final frontier, like his major contribution to humanity. So basically, Jeff Bezos is just really into Star Trek. I mean, that's that's his whole mission. He doesn't really give a shit about Amazon. He just really wants to pump his money into Blue Origin and go to space. Yeah, I mean, even Elon Musk has not gotten any of his rockets. Like, what? Are, like fifty percent of the time, those those things blow up. Oh, dude, there's no fucking way I would get in one of those rockets. There is no chance. Although technically they're only going eleven minutes, and they're going to space only in the most technical sense, where it just goes above, I don't know, atmosphere, stratosphere, whatever it is to technically qualify as space travel. Oh, and then they're just coming back down. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, Jeff Bezos' legacy, though, if he doesn't make it, it's just going to be, yeah, he was rich and he was a total piece of shit. I mean, if you're that rich, wouldn't you at least kind of enjoy yourself and take some of the flat earth people and they could live stream it? That would at least be worth something. I wonder what those people would do. I mean, because you can show them images, like no matter what, like you can show them live uh, satellite footage of the Earth. Are they just saying all that's being doctored as well? Yeah, they're saying like all the footage has been doctored from NASA for, I can't remember what the reason I looked into it one time, because one of, one of the flat Earth people, I think, was trying to build his own rocket to propel himself high enough to prove that the Earth was flat, but I think he ended up killing himself. But the whole thing about space is we're not going to be headed towards, we're not going to colonize Mars, we're not going to be mining asteroids anytime soon. I agree. I don't understand the obsession with going to space. Mars is not going to be inhabitable in our lifetime. That's not going to happen. Uh, Bezos in the the Atlantic piece, like imagine like these very sophisticated underground tunnels that connected. I mean, I don't even know what you would do. I, who fucking wants to go to Mars? It's terrible. Why don't we just fix the planet here? And there's no telling how much money it would take to make Mars a livable place for even a few people. You couldn't do it. I mean, to to make it habitable for hundreds of thousands or millions of people, you would have to terraform the planet, which would take 50,000, 100,000 years. Yeah, we should just move on or like try and figure out our telescope technology or satellite technology to where we can actually like try and figure out if anything else is out there like deeper into space. I mean, Jeff Bezos would be seen as a crank in any other circumstance because to say that you want to go into outer space as an adult is literally the same thing as like those kids with leukemia that, you know, have the Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. It's like, I want to be Superman or whatever. And everybody pretends that he's Superman for a day. Literally, Jeff Bezos going into outer space is like a seven-year-old leukemia kid saying like, oh, this is what I really want. And everybody pretends like, oh, yeah, you are Superman. The only reason anybody even takes Jeff Bezos seriously is because he has lots of money. That's it. I mean, he and Elon Musk have gotten those NASA contracts just by pure bribery. I mean, that's the only reason they've been able to get those is they've literally just been bribing people in the government. No, apparently Blue Origin or whatever got a specific tax break from uh, Maria Cantwell, who is the senator from Washington. (laughs) They reallocated some of NASA's money to, I can't remember, like either give some kind of like subsidy or some kind of tax break to uh, Jeff Bezos's company. Sweet. Man, what a deal.
Dude, he seems like a real piece of shit, though. I was reading some of the interview questions. Like, listen to this. Apparently, this is like a thing in Silicon Valley. Why is a manhole cover round? This is his question. Yeah, this is a question for like the people that are coming in to interview. Now, number one, I would go two different strategies, and they're both going to be correct, which is to say, well, from an engineering perspective, it's much more like efficient and makes more sense so that all of the weight is evenly distributed. And if you look back in history, in ancient Rome, there was a guy named Claudia Manhole, and he was the first one to calculate the circumference of a manhole and to look at the efficiency of manholes for chariot racing. And that that's the reason we have man, manholes today and just, just calls bluff. Like, I think people like that though, when they have money, they think anything they say is interesting. So I guess they just love giving you stupid facts and they're like, damn, that was good because everyone around them is always like, Mr. Bezos, you are so great. And everyone probably smiles and they're like, wow, that is so fascinating. There is that clip in one of David Blaine's specials where Jeff Bezos is there. He's at some kind of 1% dinner. And Jeff Bezos, he's he's doing some kind of like just pretty rudimentary uh, card trick with uh, Bezos. And he just nervously laughs the entire time. Very strange, man. So continuing uh, with people that are fucking boring and boring things in general, I believe you had something, uh, a read, some type of read for us. Yeah, so I thought we would take a break from Reddit. I mean, we haven't done a Reddit read in a long time, and there's. But I thought today we would go into Slate, which they have the Dear Prudy column and they have the Sex column. So I thought I thought maybe we would try to analyze a letter that was written by a man. He says, "I'm 48, cis het male, so cis hetero male, married for 19 years with two kids." A few years ago, I lost interest in sex, and we went through a patch where I was quite non-responsive. But I did not withdraw my affection or engagement. We laughed, we talked, we traveled, we just didn't have sex. That hurt my wife, and we discussed it often. While she never indicated overall dissatisfaction with our lovemaking, I have always felt that I never really measured up. She would frequently orgasm, and I'm definitely in the she-comes-first crowd, but there were times when she did not, and even some of the those times came with totally legitimate frustration directed toward me. We've often spoken about her desire, in her words, to get railed. I've been able to accomplish that a few times, but it's inconsistent, and even to this day, I feel there's a bit of a disappointment. I engaged in therapy, and for two years, we were rebuilding trust and intimacy, and it has been fantastic. We've been slowly building up in frequency. I still have my doubts about my performance and ability to give her what she wants, more vigorous thrusting for a longer period of time. She wants me to not be in my head worrying about it and just to fuck her more, let my stamina build. If I want to come, I should just do so and not worry about her. When she wants to come, she will let me know. But I'm just getting practicing and building up my strength and stamina. I'm reasonably fit, vasectomied, not overweight, and don't have a problem getting and maintaining an erection. So will this work? What else can I be doing? Would cock rings help? I just want to rail my wife. This guy writes uh, for his name, uh, I've been working on the railroad. Okay, well, this guy sucks. He's very boring already. Do you want to hear what the slate lady said? Yeah, sure. Go for it. So, dear Mr. Railroad, your solution seems functional. The more you exercise the muscles used in sex, 
the more stamina for longer and harder thrusting you'll develop. You can also do general aerobic exercises at the gym or by running, biking, or swimming. You might feel awkward asking, but a trainer can probably show you specific exercises to do several times a week too. And since you don't have a problem getting and maintaining an erection, I'm not sure what a cock ring would do for you other than look aggressively sexual. You'll want to experiment with positioning. Mainstream hardcore porn videos are useful here. They tend to rely on positions that are good for grabbing and vigorously thrusting into the receptive partner. Generally, doggy, spoon, and missionary with the receptive partner's legs up are all conducive to high-energy penetration. Holding the hip seems to help, and remember to have fun. These people are awful, aren't they? This is from Slate? Yeah, it's, oh, you never read these? No. They have these dear pr- prudy columns. There was uh, the great Chapo read that they did about the woman who got addicted to stealing cum, running it through a grinder, and then snorting it. Good Lord. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've never heard of those. Oh, okay. No, it, it's actually usually pretty fun. They have like Dear Prudy and then they have like this like sex advice column. But I mean, all these people are very boring. And I, number one, I don't I don't believe this guy. He says, oh, yeah, I'm physically fit. I uh, have been married. I'm happy. I desire my wife, but I can't please her. Right. Also, she always finishes first or mostly finishes first. I don't believe. No, he he said he is a she comes first type of guy. He was labeling himself. He wanted her to come first, but he normally didn't do that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, sounds like they're doomed. Sounds like he should uh, talk to Mark on the green. That'd be my advice. Well, it seems like they had pretty good chemistry because this guy was very careful with his words. I mean, he introduces it with like, I'm a cis hetero male. And then a couple of uh, lines later, his wife, uh, her suggestion is, I want to get railed. I mean, it sounds like they have a lot of the same chemistry. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it works really well. Their energy seems to flow really well. Yeah, I'm sure she's never thought about cheating on him ever. Yeah, and I thought it was a nice touch because it was very a, a very masculine move on his part to call himself uh, like Mr. Railroad Man. Also good. Let's just say his uh, railroad's been uh, he's been derailed. Railroaded. Yeah, it's a good one. Now, would you ever consider? I would. I would never even think that this would increase sexual desire or even uh, like success in the bedroom. Cockering. What the fuck is that? A cock ring. I know what a cock ring is, but this is not a solution that comes to your head. Right. Because a cock ring is used for just helping you maintain blood in your, in your dick. If I had been running this column, which I I think I'm probably overqualified to run, it would be like, sir, have you ever considered going to a local glory hole? Yeah, or I mean, he could just practice. He could get one of those, uh, you know, the pocket pussy, the flashlights. He could just get a flashlight and practice on it. Well, he said he's 48 or 49 years old and he's been married for 19 years and he's still hasn't gotten to the point where he's actually skilled at sex. Yeah, I mean, once again, just uh, just get a flashlight. and Sir, have you considered uh, also killing yourself if uh, maybe you just don't have a lot of skills? And if that doesn't work, uh, you could maybe consider that you're homosexual or you could just try a glory hole. I would 
say, maybe divorce your wife because uh, she clearly wants to get railed and uh, pig roasted by at least two men. And it doesn't seem like you have the stamina or the masculine touch to fulfill her desires and fantasies. But that's just one person's opinion, objective opinion, nonetheless. Thank you, Mr. Railroad. Have fun. Yeah, Jack, that was a uh, a great pitch, a great response. And the reason I'm throwing that out there, because I think we should transition to elevator pitch. This week, we thought we would switch it up. Usually, Harrison is so inadequately prepared that uh, I usually do the hef- heavy lifting. So come up with segments and then answer my own questions and stuff like that. But today, I thought I'd flip it around and make fun of Harrison for also probably delivering two terrible elevator pitches. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know what they are. So elevator pitch. Let's go. We're at the ground floor. We're, we're going up only to the 10th floor. Ding. We're at the first floor. Ding. Second floor. So my my first pitch is about a Reddit writer who is misunderstood, who produces these stories that appear to be written by an infant. You would think they had no appeal. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. Uh, yeah. OK, keep going. What? Hold on. Just nothing here. Uh, well, I mean, elevator pitches normally taking a movie that already exists, a franchise, a film, and you do a remake or some kind of retelling of that story. It's not an actual pitching oh, a real okay. movie. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna reference it with a social network theme. Like it yeah, was. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. Let's move on to the next one. So this is your last chance. Oh, we were keeping that recording going. I thought we had a pause there. Okay. Uh, well, hmm. For you this. can literally take any franchise, Star Wars, uh, fucking Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, and then just come up with something that's interesting. It's not that hard. It takes me like two seconds. Okay. Austin Powers, but he's trans. <laughs> These suck worse than, than I even thought. Good God. There's not even a narrative. There's no character. There's nothing that really even changes. Hold on. You write yours out. I have I have been working today. Well, I, actually, I, I don't write mine out. I actually think them up in my head, and I've thought about them for many years. I've thought about the Jurassic Park Barry the Accountant for years, that he's being silenced at the board meeting saying, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't create dinosaurs that can jump out of the cages and kill everybody and have been uh, spliced with, like, uh, Velociraptor T-Rex and some kind of other mutant gene that allows them to be more aggressive and kill more people. All right. Well, we uh, may or and may I've not. had the James Bond shit for over 10 years. I, dude, I've had like 50 or 100 variations of great James Bond movies. All right. So moving on to lightning round, because that uh, my elevator pitches, I'll have to come more prepared when I never do them in the future. Right. Or, or, I mean, just be able to spontaneously come up with nonsensical ideas that are vaguely funny to someone. Yeah, I was feeling too much pressure there. You could have gone with like, okay, Harry Potter, but the first thing they do at Hogwarts is make their dicks bigger and make all the girls tits bigger. All right, Jack. So diving into lightning round. First question. Would you like to have a high-definition nude image of yourself in your physical prime? If not, 
do you think you might someday wish you could see one? Yeah, the answer is no to both of those questions, but I would keep a high definition nude of myself if they were like baseball cards and we could trade them in for somebody else's that I would like to see. I will accept that answer. I mean, who wants a nude picture of themselves? Like a high resolution? Like, you know. Yeah, I think if you did it, it would have to be a tasteful nude like Stav. Or you have to make it into a calendar or you have to be like wrapped in tiger fur. But it so serves no purpose. Why would I want that? To do what with it? You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. I agree. Hey, I didn't write the questions. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Question number two. You meet someone at a party and absolutely know that if you talk to him, he'll make you tens of millions of dollars. But after two years, you'll go bankrupt and have to scramble to get back on your feet. Would you start the conversation? Assume that if you do, your knowledge of what's in store for you will vanish. Absolutely. This is a little trick question that they threw in there because they didn't define what bankruptcy means in this context. Trump has went bankrupt four or five times and he's still a billionaire, so I will still keep the money and the business will go bankrupt. I will accept that as well. Two for two. Number three. Would you steal money from someone wealthy if you could get away with it and thought it was the only way to support your family? Well, I would steal from the wealthy anyway. Used to steal from Walmart constantly whenever they had the person checkout. You would just put all the, you know, Dasanis and other shit that you had underneath the cart and then try to chat up with the lady who's like 47, has seven kids and has been divorced three times. Just get some friendly chin chat going and then you just walk right past her. But now with the automated checkout, you can't do that anymore. So the answer is yes, I would steal from a wealthy person. Yes, I would steal from a wealthy business. And no, I don't need the excuse of saying it's to help out my family. I would do it even if it hurt my family. Yes, and Jack is, of course, joking about stealing from Walmart. I am not. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. Fuck Walmart. I think that the statute of limitations on a lot of that theft is uh, already gone. All right. Uh, well, I will go ahead and give that to you as well. So that is three for three. Um, I think you put softball questions in. I mean, none of these were even challenging. Well, they come from the same huge book of questions that I have that you also answer. I don't have access to that book, so I don't know if it even exists. It does. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been another episode of The Stool Pigeons. We hope that you took something from this episode. Uh, you probably did not, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the usual reminders, and we're going to get the hell out of here. So uh, you can follow us on Patreon at the stool pigeons you can follow our youtube channel it is youtube.com slash the stool pigeons and you can follow us on twitter and you can guess what the handle is unless you're a fucking idiot okay uh thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week yep thanks <laughs>